guys. We are ready to jump into the One More Idea podcast. This is Mike Moore here. I'm Mike DeLuna. And we're just so happy and, and honored that we get to, uh, you know, tickle your ears and yeah, give you sure. something to hopefully motivate you to get to the next level. Yeah. So Thomas Edison says, I have not failed. I found 10,000 ways that won't work. And the point of this podcast is to give you that one more idea because yeah. it's not that uh, it's not that you failed. You just need another idea. That's all it is. Yeah. So we are sifting and searching through hundreds of thousands of just words and books and resources to give you the best idea that's going to be your yeah. aha light bulb moment. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Uh, hey, real real quick, I want to uh, send a shout out to Daniel Paulus. I just met Daniel this week. And uh, man, Daniel listened to a couple of our podcasts. And uh, yesterday he messaged me just saying that it's been impactful. And uh, he definitely thanked us for doing it. And um, I always have the honor to tell why we do this. And he's a good example of why we do this. Because if it's one person that we can give an idea to that helps them along this journey or, you know, gives them, you know, inspires them to do something they never thought they could do. And then, you know, we get the feedback. That really motivates me, man, to step up my game, to do more, to you know, do this show to more purposefully and just give it my all. And I know you're in the same, you know, agreement with that, Michael. But yeah, shout out to Daniel, man. He's listening. And uh, he said it's been impacting him so far. So yeah, shout out to everybody who's listening right yeah, now. If you are listening, sure. you are, uh, you're, you're special. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that because yeah. you've, you've picked a podcast that I'm confident will yeah. change your life. Yeah, me too. Well, for it, sure. And look, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I go back and listen to these mm-hmm. and I'm so just encouraged me by too. myself. Me too. I know that's weird by no, you. My, and I'm like, wow, this, this really, we're not just saying that this really is good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so we just want to encourage you guys. Keep listening, yeah. you know, keep giving us ideas. Shout out to Chris Welch. Uh, yeah. you know, he always walks up to me. He's like, man, I, yeah, I just I got an idea for this and this and this and this. And, this. <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, keep giving us the ideas guys. And if you do it on social media, I always say this, I'll give you a book. Yeah. So shout out to us on social media. Give us an idea. So why don't we, we, we did the, we did the intro. Yeah. We did the shout out to the listeners. Yep. Yep. And I'm excited. Me too. Uh, my heart's spinning. <laughs> my, my mind is, is, you know, racing. Yeah. Me too. Because <laughs> it is idea blitz. Yes, it is. Let's go, Mike. Idea time. I'm going to start. Um, I'll start with one that uh, kind of landed on my lap and it is simplify your life. It's uh, and uh, this one guy stated it's hard to dominate if you're confused. And man, let me tell you, I, I was watching an old uh, Texas A&M and University of Texas uh, football game. Like, uh, I mean, it was years ago when they used to play each other. And um, the the Texas coach they showed a, a scene of him in in halftime, right? And he's the the team was losing, so he's he's like, come on, guys, we can do this. And then he says something that reminds me of what this gentleman just said about simplifying your life. He said in the second half of the game, we're going to simplify the, we're going to simplify the playbook. He says, I think some of you guys are a little confused on what to do because the playbook is a little difficult. He said, so we're going to run the same plays that are most effective 
and we're going to do it at a higher level, meaning we're going to execute them. And he goes, we're going to win the game because of it. And they came back and won the game. And when they interviewed the coach, uh, I think it was Mac Brown at the end, they said, Mac, what, what was the difference? And he goes, we changed the playbook to make it more simple so they can focus more on the play and not mm. what they should be doing. So for me, simplify your life. That's, that's my number one so far. Wow. You got any more? I got some. I have some okay, more. I, I want to hear so, some more ideas. Here's here's a good one, man. This is something that I did. Um, you if you turn your car into a university, a mobile university. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. Zig Ziglar. Yeah, something like that. But listen to this. If you can turn off the music for a little while. Now, I I listen to a lot of music. You know, I mean, we're musicians, right? But Turn it off and replace it with an uh, say say an audible book that you've always wanted to read. We give you a lot of good books in here and uh, read read a book, but listen to it audibly. And let's say you commute an hour and a half somewhere, or maybe an hour somewhere, an hour back. Then what a great opportunity because there's a statistic that shows the amount of hours it takes you to earn a bachelor's degree. If you just turn the music off um, a couple times a week. There's there's a statistic and I don't have it with me, but it shows that you can earn a bachelor's degree in one year by turning your car into a, basically a, a university. So that's and and my final one is here's my final uh, blitz idea: bounce bounce ideas off of someone that you know, like and trust. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times what I found that makes this show impactful for me is that I'll throw an idea at Michael and he'll throw the idea or another one back at me. And we'll just start like geeking out on this idea and it turns into a show seriously. But, but the thing is, is that if you, what if you personally don't have someone you can bounce ideas off of, that seems like so generic and simple, but so many times people say, I don't want to tell anybody cause this might be stupid and somebody might like make fun of me or think that it's a dumb idea. And the funny thing about it is that sometimes ideas, and I want Michael to talk about this eventually, but we were talking about blooming and sometimes your idea just needs a little water and it will bloom, you know, but, and sometimes you're talking to the wrong person if they're always negative shooting your ideas down. So those are my three. And I think those are pretty good. Wow. What you got, Michael? I I can't even, (laughs) I have to go up for that. (laughs) You know, it, um, okay. Wow. So many thoughts are going through my mind now. You you opened a can. Well, come on. Let's okay. talk about it, man. So, um We still got to come so with listen, that big idea soon. Listen. So. I am going to I'm going to hit pause on my idea. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about that. We okay. we might. Okay. And the the main idea was to go to Pinterest, mm-hmm. type in inspirational quotes. Okay. Uh, even go go to Google and type in Pinterest inspirational quotes. Yeah. Try to make it as less few clicks as you can. If you have the app, cool. If you're in front of a computer, cool. Yeah. It, do it on Google, Pinterest, whatever. But the first, I'm just going to read you, let's say, three of these. Okay, so um, five things to give up on. The mm. need for control. Two, fearing change. Three, gossiping. Four, living in shame. Five, negative self-talk. You could write a book on that. Yeah, you sure can. <laughs> you know, it, and that's, here's the idea get inspiration, mm-hmm. go, go to Google, type in inspirational quotes. Here's another one. Uh, it's on time to make the magic happen. You know, that, that gets me pumped up. This one, I, I love a lot. I saw this earlier purpose fuels passion. Okay. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And let's see, there was one more. Uh, uh, here's here's just a bonus goal to make an income while making an impact. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. And he, and here's the biggest one that I found that that I loved. Okay, when I saw this, I was like, wow, I'm writing that down. And uh, you know, it's it always seems impossible until it's done. Hmm. Yeah, we can we can we can run with that for right? sure, man. It always seems mm-hmm. impossible. Until it's done. And I heard something in the book Soundtracks, in fact. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy was talking to a taxi driver, trying to get a soundtrack in his mind that he would say constantly. Because if you continually tell yourself like a daily declaration, uh, your subconscious mind knows no difference between positive and negative. It yeah. just you know receives it, and then uh, your conscious acts it out. Right. So basically, what it, and that's in Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, you it know, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that if you continually tell yourself, stuff that eventually you'll believe it and you'll start to manifest whatever it is that you believe. Oh yeah. So, um, he was talking to the taxi driver saying, man, I'm trying to write a new book, but it's so hard. And the taxi driver tells him, well, nothing you've never done before is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. So it always seems impossible until it's done. Now I want to go back to your ideas. Uh Okay. First idea, immediately I think of Chick-fil-A. Okay. Because th- think about the, uh, like, let's compare saltgrass and Chick-fil-A. All right. Or like Chili's and Chick-fil-A or like, you know, maybe even fast food like Burger King or McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Okay. Okay. They, Burger King and McDonald's and Whataburger, okay. they have a bunch of different items. Do yeah, they, they not? Do. Yeah, they do. Like they have tons of different items. Chick-fil-A. What what's the only thing that they have? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can get a spicy chicken sandwich, you can get the nuggets, you chicken, can get strips, chicken, chicken, and more chicken strips. Yeah, it's chicken. And chicken. even the the sides and stuff, they really don't have to cook it. It's just like a yogurt parfait. Yeah, it's it's just like a a wrap. It's <laughs> just like a salad. Like they don't have anything else yeah. that they cook really besides chicken. And like maybe bread type products or like, you know, biscuits. But your idea was, you know, uh, the coach yeah. went back to the drawing board and he yeah. said, okay, we're, we're taking away all the complex and we're just going to do with what we know works and it's the basics and we're going to keep it simple yep. and we're just going to be the absolute best that we can at basics. So here's uh, why I think that's amazing in, with what Chick-fil-A is doing. Okay. So, um, Mm-hmm. We all know sometimes you you just you want that late night snack or meal. You go mm-hmm. to McDonald's mm-hmm. and they tried to improve on on the problem, but the problem is that the lines wrapped around all the way around. That's okay? true. Yeah, and I'm not condoning eating McDonald's either. I'm right. not saying it's good. Every now and then, right? As long as you're exercising, okay, sure. whatever. But you know, late at night you go and so they're like, okay, so what we can do to fix this? We'll have another lane. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they still have the complexity of their menu, and it's still every time I go at that point have been, it, it really doesn't make a difference. In right. fact, it further complicates it because people don't know when to get out the line, and the orders get mixed up, and they get the orders wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, yeah. so but yeah. Chick Fil A, I've been there at peak hours. Yeah. Okay, peak hours, line wrapped, like. That you know, they're um, right next door to a Best Buy, yeah. And they literally—I don't know if they pay Best Buy or what—but they use like a third of Best Buy's parking lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, and the lines not only wrapped all the way around the store, but it goes all the way into the next store's parking lot. Sure, yeah, it does. And when you go to Chick Fil A, you're out in like 
10 minutes, 15 minutes tops, if that, yeah. you know, I, I would, I would go as far as to say, you know, under 10 minutes. Right. How? Because I believe they kept the play simple. Yeah. All we're going to cook is chicken. So they, they were able to think like, Hey, why don't we put people out there with iPads? Yeah. McDonald's, maybe they can't do that because their menu is so complex. They have to talk to somebody, you yeah. know, or whatever the case is. Wow. Chick-fil-A is doing thought? something that's way outperforming most other, pretty much every fast food restaurant I've uh, ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, to piggyback to that, another thing that, um, simplifying your life does for you is it allows you to focus on um let's say this let's say you're able to i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it in football terms man uh you're able to call an audible quicker so when when a when a quarterback comes to the the um the huddle and he reads the defense okay and he sees that the defense is not conducive for the play that we just called to work he can call an audible and change the play based on what he sees on the other side. So what I what I mean by that is that Chick Fil A noticed. Well, okay, what is causing restaurants to not be effective? And what Michael just said is what causes me to not want to go through a drive through. I'm going to be there for two hours, man. And so what I thought or think Chick Fil A thought was like, okay, since we have simplified the playbook, now we can focus on improving our business model to get clients or customers in and out at the quickest time possible. And let me tell you something that I love about them is that here's something that you can do. This is another blitz idea is implement systems and models into your life, your business, your place of work. Because let me tell you, man, Chick-fil-A has a system. They, they have a system that you can, you can admire. They, they, they come out with an order with a, with an iPad they know your name. They, they, you don't even, you stick the credit card in a little bitty device. that's the size of your cell phone. And then they say, okay, you see that silver Honda Accord? Yes. You're going to follow right behind that, that car. And the whole time I'm looking like, okay, cool. I see it. And then when, and it, it just, somehow it just works where I'm thinking, wait a minute, that Honda is two cars ahead of me. How's that going to work? And somehow it just magically works. These people have a system and, and everybody in the organization knows it that, we're a chicken place and we have the best chicken because we strive to be the best, not to mention that we're going to give the best service possible. And that's why Chick-fil-A can close on a Sunday and still dominate mm-hmm. every other chicken place out there. Hands down. Yeah. And <clears throat> think about McDonald's. They have a chicken sandwich. Burger King, they have a chicken sandwich. KFC, they came out with what they thought was the best chicken sandwich. And Popeye's for a while had a little, they had a trend going for a little while. And it was great, but it wasn't (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And their service, not even on the same ballpark. Yeah, Okay, even if it's better. It's crazy. You know, I'll go to Chick-fil-A any day over those other chains because that service, it's impressive. And I go there and I take notes. It really is. Give us a recap on your second idea. I I really want people to hear what that was again. Uh, About the system and models or the Audible? The Audible. Okay, yeah. So so basically what, what I always think is when something's not working, you, you have to, you, you, you have to f- figure out what the deficiency is and call an audible. Okay. So again, I just use the example of football. The, Wait, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> I'm going to interject real yeah, quick. Yeah, please. I thought you meant audible, like listening. So what it was, it was making your car 
a university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's oh, that the, is a second yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So I use that word. There's Audible book, and then there's a call on the Audible at the at the play. But uh, the Audible book, the second idea was is that. And so what you what, you know, I just started thinking, stick being stuck in a drive through for an hour. You know, what better time to to listen to an Audible book? A lot of people hate driving. Because they're like, man, it's it's boring. If I don't have anybody to talk to, you know, it's an hour drive. I don't want to go to Houston because it's an hour. I'm stuck in traffic. Well, Mike said, Michael said something a minute ago about perspective. Like, you know, how do you see something? Is it an opportunity? Is it a problem? Is are you are you are you approaching it like um, this is impossible for me to do because somebody else hasn't done it or you haven't done it yet? But I think about it. If I'm gonna be stuck in traffic, okay, for an hour. Then I will say, oh, yay, I get to listen to an hour long of this Audible book that I've been wanting to listen to. I start that bad boy up on my phone. I put it on my dashboard and I just let that play. And I just let let the knowledge start pouring into my mind. And and the funny thing about it is that I usually don't get past the first chapter before I have to grab a notepad and start (laughs) writing down like piggyback ideas off of what this one person says. For instance, Michael just had something that said, it seems impossible until it's done. Well, man, I can write like a whole book about just that one topic. So your mind is an amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing creation because what it does is it takes a life of its own. When you hear one little thing that sparks um, an idea in your, in your mind. So, but yeah, my number two was to turn your car into a university. And you, you made a statement that I thought was really powerful and impactful. And what was it like in a year? You'll have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. 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 So like turn, turn your car into a university and think, think about that idea. Okay. Um, I know a lot of times you can see how long it'll take for you to read a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. By listening to it. Yeah. So with audible, think about, okay, you have how many drives mm-hmm. to and from places and work and you, throw into the mix, like long drives, road trips. And, you know, most of these books, uh, are like an hour to four hours, sometimes eight hours long. Right. I used to mow at a church that I was at. I used to mow their grass for, uh, two and a half to three and a half hours. Okay. And I knew that in that time I could get a book like John Maxwell's one-on-one series. Yep. I could listen to the whole book in one mow. And mm-hmm. sit there and listen to the whole thing. And if there was another book I was listening to, um, Wait, that know, was how long, how long you said two hours, two and a half hours, two and a half. Hour, it was a lot of grass. Okay. So, <laughs> so when you went to Lamar, I went to Lamar too. What, what, how long did you sit in a classroom per day? For- exactly. And that's a thought at least an hour to two hours for one topic. Okay. So you do that every day. And if you want to throw in Saturday and Sunday, because what's an hour of listening to an audible book? Dude, you're going to graduate quicker than you would paying yep. a four-year degree at Lamar. You're, you're going to have and – in, and in some cases, the thing about it is that – I'm not going to lie, man. I went to classes sometimes, man, and literally just zoned out, and then the class is over, and I grabbed my books and left. I didn't – Exactly. <laughs> you That's know what I mean? That's the thing. You, <laughs> so, you, what is it that you're trying to grow in? Is it leadership? Is it – you know – and now there are certain fields, like if you're trying to be a neurosurgeon, yeah. you know, okay, go to school yeah. because you need yeah. some I – don't, I don't want you working on my brain unless <laughs> – you better show me yeah. that degree, Yeah, I just buddy. listened to an audio, uh, audio, uh, audio book, and now I know how to do brain surgery. So, no, that's no. not what we're saying. Man. <laughs> no, go work on, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like 
Yeah. Go work on some toys or something, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not touching my head. But, you know, for, for leadership, for art, for creativity, for inspiration, for things that you're just trying to get yourself to the next level in life, get past a rut, you know, understand how, mm-hmm. how to, like self-development type stuff, I think is what we're talking about. But really, you know, business, marketing. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, and even for that person who does want to be a neurosurgeon, there's no reason why you can't get a master's degree by exactly. listening to books in your field. Exactly. You Um, Yeah, you can podcast like this. There are neurosurgeons that they do podcasts and share great ideas, you know. So if we're trying to pick between the two, I'm thinking what is man, that is a tough one. The Automobile University. Well, I had I had one more bounce ideas off off of someone that you feel like ideas off of someone. Yeah, I like that, man, because like I have you to bounce ideas off of and, and people that you really like feel like. What I like about Michael, and there's a couple other people I can do this with, but they never try, they never shoot down an idea without poking holes in it first. And mm-hmm. I and I love that because if I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna start a restaurant, the first thing Michael's not gonna say to me is, dude, this is a dumb time to do that. Like the economy is just up and we don't know what's gonna happen. And plus, Chick Fil A makes these awesome sandwiches, and you already you you can't compete with that. They have systems in place. That's not what this guy will say. He'll say, really, okay, well, why are you looking to do that? Like, what do you have? He'll start asking questions, mm-hmm. and so. My advice is bounce ideas off of people that are going to ask you the right questions to help you think about things maybe you didn't think about. So, yeah, I, I always trust certain people that I say, hey, man, I have this idea. What do you think? And I think you have to do that. You know, I'm going to go with I really, really, really think the best idea is to keep it simple. Yeah, Stick to the for basics. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Be, and even Abraham Lincoln, you know, he's he's I'm pretty sure it was him who said this, that, you know, find what you're good at. And, and uh, you know, instead of trying to do a billion things, OK, all these different things. Yeah. Do uh, fewer things better. Oh, man, I love that. So uh, do fewer things and knock it out the park on those fewer things. So I'll, so I'll I'll I'll. Um lead lead into the big idea by saying this real quick so i've taught you know just as you've taught guitar i've taught you know people how to play drums and one thing that you know you see you see a live drummer or maybe you see one on on uh, tv and man they're doing these feels that are just sick man and they're doing some double bass work and like i'll get a brand new student that's like hey i want to be like this drummer and you know i'm like okay Yes, you do. And and you will be. But here's the thing. Here's how to keep a rhythm by playing, you know, an eighth note. Uh, Here we go. Let's start. And so it's very simple. And sometimes people can get frustrated with simplicity Mm -hmm. because they're like, man, this is boring. Like this is the wax on wax off situation. Like this is not this is not even getting me anywhere. But the thing is, is that what it is doing and they're not realizing is, is is it's doing what the purpose of a drummer is to keep the tempo. And if you're focusing on doing too much and doing all these really crazy feels, I personally have gotten off a tempo before because of that. Because I, but I notice when I keep it simple, man, I am never off. And and the thing is, is that you have to think about what your purpose is first of all. I'm a drummer. I'm meant to keep the tempo. I'm not meant to showboat and have the the, the lights on me all day long. Because mm-hmm. a band is a band. It's not it's not the drummer plus the guitarist. It's the band. So I think when you get past that mindset of like, dude, you're not a, you're, it's not a solo. You know, your goal is to keep the tempo. So keep it 
simple. If you want to add a feel here and there, great. But your goal is to make sure the band and the singers don't get off. So that's, that's my that's my little two second little spill on my example for for that. You know, yeah, for simple uh, simplicity. So, <clears throat> and I think that comes down to perspective. Yeah. Right. Which is the yeah, big idea. The big idea. So. And I'll just go ahead, because uh, I do think you kind of set that up. You know, at, at first glance, when we're trying to play drums or, uh, you know, play an instrument, we, you know, our perception is, uh, you know, to, to just play all over the place, right? Because that's what's fun. Mm-hmm. But whenever you try to play with a band, as you go deeper and you talk to the pros, the best of the best of the best pros, what do they do? Like you're saying, they don't get too fancy with it. Mm-mm. There's a time and a place. They stick to the basics and they do as good as they can with the basics. And it comes down to your approach. It comes down to the way that you view playing the drums. Oh, man. You, That's you've got to view it the right way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I spoke to the young adults like you did at our church. Right. right. Uh, probably two or three weeks ago. And I was asking them questions and I said, you know, what, what is like the biggest thing that I'm trying to say with this certain thing that I was talking about? And one, one kid said, uh, I guess it's the way you look at it. And everybody kind of laughed at him and man, the rest of like what I was talking about, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly yeah. what, you know, what I was trying to get across. It's the way that you look at it. You know, life throws us so many situations and we see people um, you know, like, like whenever, you know, uh, and I, I feel like you probably won't mind me sharing this, but when your no. son, your son passed away, right? okay. You had several different ways you could look at that. And at first glance, the perception is that, wow, this, this is going to destroy me. This, this is the absolute worst thing that could possibly ever happen to me. You know, this, this is going to put me in a depression. This is going to cause my work life to be worse. This is, you know, you could have, because of the perception of what it looked like. Yes, that's true. That's true. But is it the truth? Is there a further, uh, you know, truth that we can go deeper and look at it with and perspective told you that, you know, to focus on, on, you know, like the quote that your son gave, uh, right. Tell us what that quote was. Right. Um, like the win, uh, win, lose or draw, like the grind goes on. The like, grind goes yeah, on. Right. Yeah. Pers- perception, pers- perception and perspective. perspective yeah. Well, you look, know, I'm you, a- you took that yeah. tough situation and you went further with a different perspective. You know what? What can I learn from this? What can I remember from my son, you know, uh, as far as like good memories and how can right. I, and this is what was stood out the most to me and why I want to spend all my time with you. How can I take this and pour into other people? Yeah. You didn't take a break from playing at church. No, you didn't take didn't. a break from God. You didn't take a break from, you know, your responsibilities. You took it up to the next level. And I think that's because you went beyond perception and you went deeper into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a quote because me and Michael are always throwing quotes out, but it says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so that's a uh, Wayne Dyer came up with that quote. And so, man, you're absolutely right. I spoke with the, to the young adults last night. And one thing that kept popping in my mind and my spirit, because we were talking about this same thing. And it's so ironic because I didn't know that this was what this podcast was going to be today. But yesterday we were talking about 
the three D's and one of them was determination. And what, what I started asking the young adults is I asked them what they dreamed about. And it's so funny. Young adults dream about the same things that adults dream about is they want to be financially well off. They want to be taken care of. They want to know that they're going to leave a legacy behind. I mean, there's so much, um, when, if you have kids out there and your kids are 14, 15, 16, don't assume that they're not thinking about the same things that you're thinking about that's important in your life. And so I started telling them, well, let me ask you something. Why do you feel this way? Why do you, the same thing as, as Michael was saying, he asked good questions. And I said, what is your big why? And they told me, a lot of them told me that they wanted to, you know, um, make their parents proud and some other things. But I started even asking them, I said, but go deeper. But why do you want to make them happy? Why do you want to make them proud? And what I uh, illustrated was an onion. If you ever go to the grocery store, grab an onion. And if you feel, peel the first layer off, it's almost like this little, almost see-through protective foam that the onion has, right? But if you peel another layer off, there's, there's a more, uh, I want to say more potent, more sweeter, more, um, uh, wetter, if you want to call it that there's the, the onion just gets a little bit more and more, um, it looks like, uh, developed if you will. And then there's a core. If you cut an onion half and look in the middle, there's a core there. So I was telling them, I was challenging them to peel back the onion and get to the real reason why you want to do what you're doing. And man, we started having some conversations that like were pretty intense because, if you really peel back the onion and strip yourself down to the bone and figure out what is the purpose, why do you do what you do, your perspective absolutely changes. And Michael's right. He brought it up about my son, the people that know what happened, they know. But but my whole perspective, when I stripped down to the bone and said, what am I supposed to do with this tragic situation? What can I do to use this energy that I have right now, this pain, this turmoil to turn it around for the good. And what I did was I used it as a driving mechanism to change my whole big why of why I do what I do, why I do this show, why I want to encourage as many people. Why do I speak to the young adults? Why do I play drums in church? All of this why, why, why is all meant for one thing. If I can help one person get to overcome one person that has lost a son or a daughter or lost a relationship or lost a marriage or lost a family member, overcome it because they see how I'm overcoming it and it encourages them, then I have done what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And, you know, talking about perspective on one of our episodes, you talked about, uh, you know, that things changed in your early 20s. Mm -hmm. When you interviewed an elderly, it wasn't somebody who was like a hundred years old. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was a thesis said, paper I was doing. Live every day like it's your last. Mm -hmm. That's perspective. It sure is. Because before that you had perception on life and how to approach life, you know, and you talked about how that was a part of the piece that you know, uh, made your why so big that you can't wait to get up and get out of bed. Exactly. And if you're not yeah. getting out of bed, pumped up and ready to take on the world, then you don't have a big enough why. So let's take it further. Why having a why 
is perspective. Yeah. That's really a certain is. perspective. That's a certain, that's a certain approach to life. And so many people, we talked about the dashboard. Okay. That's a perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of these things can be categorized into a perspective. Okay. A belief system can be a perspective, right? Perspective is, is a belief. And, you know, I, I think this is a very existential type of, you know, uh, layer. Cause yeah. you know, there's different layers of thinking, right. And this is a really, really deep thought. Okay. And perspective can, uh, really, it, it can take your life from like blah to like, let's go overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have the right perspective, mm. okay. And, um, everything that we're doing on this podcast is mm-hmm. to help people have the right perspective. Thomas Edison. He, yeah. And, and that was a question that I asked him, what do you think? Like, what, what does this mean to you guys? You know, whenever I quoted Thomas oh, Edison yeah. to them, um, you know, I have not failed. I found 10,000 ways that won't work. All, uh, that's perspective. Cause another perspective or let's say perception because perspective is when you go further yeah deeper beyond what looks true on yeah. the surface yeah and you go deeper to what is actually the truth okay and uh whenever you find the perspective of the situation it's you know he realized that um if if he's going to keep persisting no matter what and never give up he has to shift his perspective because if if you're just going to keep trying, eventually that voice is going to come into your head. You've done everything that you possibly could. You know, you've, Man, you're, yeah. you're failing. You know, why, why do you keep trying again and again and again? And you're yeah. just going to come up with the same result. You, you're yeah. failing. You're yeah, my problem, yeah, Stop. My problem is perception, perception, not perspective. Perception can be deceiving. Exactly. And so let me give you an example. Let's say me and Michael here at church, let's say we walk outside and we see this guy drive up in a 2021 Porsche, hops out in a suit, walks in the office to go meet with Cassie, right? What are we thinking? Man, this dude's like a high roll. Like, who is this guy? Well, what what if he jumps in the car and his gas tank is on E and, and he goes to the gas station, he pulls out his wallet and he has zero money, no credit card. Michael and I's perception is one thing, but the reality of this guy's life is that he's, he's, it's a facade. He's fronting. He's, he doesn't have what we think this guy has. So you have to be careful with perception because some people say perception is reality. And in in some cases, maybe it is to that person, but perspective is a absolutely different level, man. It's totally beyond what you can think about because here's, here's what I want to, here's, here's, here's something for you. Um, I was thinking about we're talking about music a lot today, but I was thinking about being being the best drummer. Let's just say that's my my goal. Michael said something a minute ago. It's about what you you're, you're thinking playing drums is like. I mean, if it's to be the best, great. If it's just to keep the tempo, that's fine, whatever. But let's say I say I want to be the best. Okay, great. Well, let's say that my alarm is set for eight o'clock every day. Let's just hypothetically say that. Well, I'm hitting the snooze button and I actually get out of bed at nine o'clock. And, you know, I go do my drum lessons or whatever for an hour and I call it a day. That's that might not actually be that bad. I mean, for someone to practice for an hour a day on drums, it's not bad. Well, my question to you is, do you think that there's somebody that was up at six o'clock and has already practiced drums Mm -hmm. for two hours before you even got out of bed? What I'm trying to say is this. If you're not beating the alarm clock up every single day, if the alarm clock is waking you up, Perhaps your why is not big enough. 
And I, I got two things. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to hit on that because I think you're, uh, you're reminding me of a conversation that we had <laughs> that really changed my life. But the yeah. first thing, um, you talked about the guy driving the car yeah. and I had uh, a situation, a couple of situations, but the first one, when I first got my, uh, I got a car that somebody co-signed for me prior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I got to where I was right side up and I traded up to get a car in my name. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. In my early twenties. Sure. It was a Honda Civic. It, w- it was a used car. It mm-hmm. only had like, I don't know. 60,000, 50,000 miles on it or something. It, okay. it was a new used car. It was great condition. It looked brand new. Right. Okay. And, wow. and I loved it. Okay. It was a Honda Civic. So, uh, I pull up to a parking lot. Uh, it used to be world gym over yeah. there by where uh, Madison's is in Beaumont. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I go and get into my car and this guy walks up not really homeless, but didn't look like he was having a good day. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. he's walking in the parking lots and he may have been homeless. I can't remember, but he, and as, as sarcastic and passive aggressive as he possibly can. Wow. It's a hard knocks life, huh? And just kind of like was pretty rude, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Cause mm-hmm. I'm barely paying for that bill. Yeah. My parents, you know, as soon as I graduated, they said, okay, um, like here I am asking about, Hey, so how does the insurance work? I don't know. Figure it out. Pay right. for it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, how do I pay for it? Aren't you <laughs> get a job? Well, how do, how do I get gas? I don't know. You got to get a job. Yeah. And, and here I am like with, I graduated high school with all these responsibilities and, uh, just have to go it, get a job. You know, my parents wow. did not, it, it was definitely, you know, and he was being sarcastic, like, haha, buddy, probably think the way I took it, the more I thought about it, he was thinking that that car was just given to me. Yeah. Right. Of course. But here I am thinking, I couldn't even understand his sarcasm. It, you know, I'm just like, huh, that felt really, really weird. What is he talking about? Oh, he thinks that I'm rich. Yeah. You know, he, he looked at me and he thought I was like that guy in the bins or whatever. He's like, Oh wow, you're rich. So it's a hard knocks life, huh, buddy? Wow. You know, actually the funny thing it is for this person, (laughs) I'm barely, you know, I I can't tell you how many times in my early twenties, I didn't save money. uh, I didn't wake up early. I I slept in, you know, um, and that car that I had, I worked my tail off for that car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so anyways, I think that guy had a perception and, you know, truth be told, I could have said, well, Hey, let's go grab some lunch and I'll tell you what, what the perspective is because at Mm. first perception is first glance, right? First glance, that's, it looked true. Right. In his mind, he was like, yeah, he's just some rich yuppie kid who just gets what his parents give him probably stuck up. And here I am thinking, uh, huh. Yeah. You know, no, that's not uh, the uh, case, buddy. You know, <laughs> you know, Michael, I want to, I want to kind of land the plane on this, on this comment I'm about to share with you. Um, we're, we're really diving into some personal stuff on this show today, man. But, uh, for those that don't know Michael's story, um, he was, he, he was suicidal. Like yeah. he was suicidal. And, and when you meet Michael Moore, <laughs> I look at this guy, like, no way there's no this guy is super confident he has like a super gift on helping people he wears many hats around the church and you know just in his personal life if you sit down and get to know this person this this man's amazing and 
And for me to sit back and think, like, at one point in his life, my per- if I would have met him, my perception of him is like he's got it all together. But if you dig deeper, you didn't at that time. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy that we walk by people every single day and you only have this image of what you think is going on. But in reality, it's way deeper than what you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and here's something that, um, I'll say it's a piece of the perspective. It's not everything, but one of the biggest things that impacted me early on is, uh, this, this guy who primarily taught me guitar. Mm-hmm. I could probably give him 80% of the credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he told me about this mindset, uh, perspective of yeah, being the yeah. best. <laughs> okay. And, and he said, you know, um, he, he, we, we'd sit down and he had just really impressed me with jazz and like, just be all over the guitar, just like, mm-hmm. you know, really st- stud on the guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got to teach me, you got to teach me how to play. <laughs> so he'd be like, all right, so here's what you learned scales and arpeggios. Yeah. And we'd yeah. talk for about 30 minutes and, and he would just do kind of like this repetitious, uh, lecture about, you know, um, so what's your favorite kind of music? And I'd tell him, okay, you know what they do? And I'm like, what? scales in our pages and he's yeah. like okay okay so so uh you want to be good at jazz yeah. i'm like yeah yeah yeah. he's like you, you know what you do you go to google and you type in yeah scales and scales in our pages yeah. and then he would be like say it back to me yeah scales in our pages right and i'd be like scales in our pages yeah. he's like you got it he's doing the wax on wax off stuff. yeah he's like i don't think you yeah. do yeah he's, he said you want to be good at the guitar i said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go home and learn scales in our pages and and it um, so that's primarily how I learned the guitar. But then he would tell me, he was like, so you want to be good at the guitar? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, so you got to do what the best do. Yeah. Okay. And this is where, um, kind of along the lines of think and grow rich, you've got to tell yourself that you're the best. And, and I'll tell you kind of an exercise that he gave me. Okay. Um, cause he gave me this story of how, um, uh, he didn't have this mindset and it really messed him up, you know, with his music and he phenomenal guitar player, but probably still one of the best guitar players I know, mm-hmm. you know, in, uh, of all time in my life that I've met in person. And he said that he saw Eric Johnson at the Setzer center probably 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, something like that, 30, 40 years ago and quit playing for 10 years. Mm hmm. Because he was intimidated. And he said when wow. he finally picked up the guitar 10 years later, he was even better than he was when he had started. Wow. And he kind of had, uh, he, he was a little bit down because he said, man, it, it, it was perception. Wow. Right. Because had he had the right perspective when he saw Eric Johnson, he wouldn't have done that. Right. But hindsight's 2020 looking back on it, he's like, he was like, wow, I need a better perspective. So the perspective was this whole mindset of you got to do what the best do. And, uh, he said, basically the exercise is that when you're feeling thoughts of intimidation and you're looking at somebody who's way better than you in that field or whatever it is, you know, uh, he, he said, here's what I want you to do. You grit your teeth. You, you, uh, clench your fist, you tighten up your stomach, you clench your butt cheeks and, uh, as, um, aggressively as you can thinking that you're like a a lion, you tell yourself I'm the best. Yeah. 
Oh, hey man, if best. if you don't mind, yes, and and even uh, we always talk about Louis Zamberdino, where he picked yeah, up that Zamberini. yeah Zamberini, yeah. Uh, but listen, I want to end the show with with this. Do you know any physicians? Just maybe not even personal. Just do you know a physician? Do you have a doctor? Of course we do. So a lot of times we see doctors as doctors, and you think, oh, they're in the high income percentage of our company, our our, our country, and our city. But I want to just share this with you. So to be a doctor, you have to take pre-bank classes. You have to go to medical school. Um, you have to do uh, more medical school. There's an internship. There is a residency. And there's what they call a fellowship. And then you have to be board certified. And from my knowledge, I'm not a medical person, but this can take anywhere from, you know, 12 to 15 years, give or take. Right. And not only do you have to go to school, you have to be able to qualify to even get into these schools, right? These medical schools. So when you see a physician and they're in their really cool coats and they have their little, you know, all their get up, you automatically see them jump into usually a decent, nice car, maybe a Porsche, who knows? And you're like, man, that guy is just rich. They're entitled. They just got all this money. But if you think about how that person got to that mm -hmm. level, again, perception, Perception is doctors are wealthy, but if you really peel back the onion, you don't know what kind of challenges they had to go through to get there. And some of these doctors are, um, they're from other countries. Mm -hmm. so they had to get to the U S first to even get to the mindset, to even go to school, to even have the opportunity. But when you see a, a doctor where they're at today, you have no idea what it took to get there, man. So when you see Michael playing on stage and he's killing it on a guitar, you don't know what it took for him to get to that level. So be very careful when you're thinking about perception versus like, you know, what, what, what it really, what it really is. Take the yeah. time out to, to find out what it really is. Have coffee with somebody and say, man, what's your life story? Like, what did, what did you go through to get where you're at? I have people today coming up to me saying, man, it, it's, it's amazing what you're doing, even though you went through this and perception is what, I don't know, like how, what are you able to do? But the real perspective is that my purpose and my why has changed. So I have a driving force that won't allow me to quit. Mm -hmm. And and your goal was to be the best guitarist. And he gave you the he gave you he the gave me something. So so how are you on skills and our page? Like how did you learn it? Of course you did. You had to eventually say, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hands up and I realize I have to learn the wax on wax off to get to be great. I'm gonna do it. And one thing that you oh, that sticks with me in the podcast that you said is that you have to submerge yourself in the information. Yeah. You have to literally be, if you want to learn how to speak Spanish, then go to Mexico for a week without a tour guide. You're going to come back and learn at least how to say, where's the restroom? How can I eat? You're going to learn some stuff that you probably wouldn't learn if you didn't mm -hmm. just dive into it. So my advice, man, is, to, is just to submerge yourself in whatever it is that you want to learn. Just just get your hands on every book, every podcast, everything possible that you can learn from that. Yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say about that exercise, okay, I don't do that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but And it's kind of a... a um, Yes, it's effective, but it's kind of wonky. Yeah. But I just, I didn't get a chance to say that, uh, 
because you gave us like a motivational, yeah. <laughs> you know, splurge, yeah. but, uh, you know, but yeah, you, you tighten your fist, your, your whole body. And his idea was that, you know, when we get intimidated, a lot of times we just get weak and just mm. like, I'll never be that good. And wow. that's kind of what, what had happened to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's his whole body and demeanor and everything was just like kind of down in the dumps. And he said, man, you've got to get pumped up, you know, tell yourself that you're the best and, you know, tighten up your whole body and just mm. like, oh, I've got this, you know, like get excited. I know when I'm excited, one day I was playing disc golf and I threw the disc and I did a hole in one, man, I didn't just stand there and go, wow, <laughs> that was really good. My whole body was just like, yes, you know, I was yeah. just so pumped up because, wow, I just got a hole in one and he's talking about what you got to do. So it's a mindset, it's a perspective because, you know, a lot of times we get intimidated by people who are better than us in our field instead of like getting pumped up. Wow. Competition. This is an opportunity to show the world what I'm made of. And that's, that's more along the lines of what what I'm talking about now in the mindset that helped me get to where I am. One of the most paid guitar players in this area, you know, um, and you know, where I do get a lot of gigs and I'm able to do music full time yeah, and talk on a podcast and pour into people. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, so, so yeah, as we close this out, man, mm-hmm. that just, was powerful, there's man. such an encouragement to, you know, um, take a step back <sighs> and really think about, am I living life, uh, mostly with everything at first glance? Uh, and you know, I'll take it a step further, letting everything trigger me. You know, because if your life is being ran by triggers, I'm here to tell you, you need to go deeper in a lot of areas of your life and ask yourself these existential types of, mm-hmm. of questions like, okay, is there a deeper pers- perspective or am I just living based on perception? You know, mm. do I need to go deeper and find a perspective? What, what can be your perspective on this situation? You know, and Albert Einstein says, uh, we can't change our problems yeah. with the same thinking that we used when we created them. Yeah. So at some point you have to make the jump. If, if you want to, you know, overcome life's biggest obstacles and figure out the, the answers to life's biggest questions and, and be able to, you know, beat out the competition at some point you have to realize yeah. you cannot find a solution until you shift to a different direction, a different line of thinking. Wow. And I want to say that that thinking should be, perspective that's so that's so powerful and uh just just so you know me you know michael and i were talking before the show is uh we're gonna make this a two-part series because perspective it's so much more than just i mean we can go another hour or two on the just this topic so we're gonna go ahead and land the plane on this one but but be prepared for the next podcast to be a continuation on this and i just want to challenge the listeners out there man if you have anything i think we need to do another facebook post for this but if you have anything that you'd like to share to this podcast as far as perception versus perspective please do man because we can definitely bring that up and uh i have so much more to share man and i know michael does too but we have to go ahead and exit this one but man this has been so amazing and i can't wait for the next uh, part two to this man it's gonna be so amazing yeah thank you guys so much for listening yeah thank you